And I'm Anita. And you are listening to another episode on Ain't, Ain't That, that Some? <laughs> Today's guest is one of my really, really good friends. His story is very inspiring, and I hope you guys can relate. So please help me welcome my really good friend, Fernando. Drum roll. <laughs> Hey. Welcome, no. Fernando. It's so nice to have you here on the show. Thank no. you for joining us. No, thank you. It's an absolute honor to be here. Both of you, Betsy, Anita. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It, Thank it, you it's for a pleasure. He was saying he drove all the way from L.A. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So we're all the way in San Diego, guys. So he drove all the way yeah. from L.A., which means a lot. Yeah. Taking it's time out of your busy day to be here with us, sharing yeah. your experience, your life, your struggles, everything, so that, you know, it helps somebody yeah. overcome anything they're overcoming. So thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you I'm, so much. I'm huge on relationships, friendships. Um, and I know, I, like I told Bessie, I support you. And it doesn't matter, you know, the time or anything, but if, if I can be here, I'll be here. Damn, and it's an honor to support friend. you, both of you. He's my really, really true friend. That is a true friend. <laughs> yeah. That is so a much. true friend, honestly. Yes. So are you ready? Because yeah, we're going to ask you those very raw questions. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how oh, raw? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just relax. Take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I wanted to invite you is because you have told me a little bit about your story and your upbringing and I think it's amazing mm -hmm. amazing how you decided you know to search elsewhere besides of what you've been taught when you were little mm -hmm. and go after your dream mm -hmm. so my first question is who is Fernando tell us about your roots your family yeah, yeah so I was born and raised um, Salinas and I always say up north east side of Salinas Cause that is the neighborhood where I grew up, so I take I take a lot of pride because I know that there's a lot of um, undiscovered talent still there, wow. and so I always like to expose that I'm from East Side of Salinas, so that nice. that's shine some light there. Yeah, shed some light there. Um, so I was born and raised there. Um, growing up, I wasn't really a scholar. I never, and now that I'm older, I realize why it wasn't that I wasn't a scholar. I just I wasn't interested in certain subjects, or maybe I wasn't um, attaining my potential to what I had. Mm because of the influences the environment um there were a lot of uh um, things that took place that just wasn't exposing me to the you know to your true potential true potential and so i grew up um became a father at a young age i was 16 years old wow i became a father um, oh my gosh yeah. that must have been so yeah. Super hard. hard so i had my first child i was a sophomore actually in wow. high school i remember still sophomore um then i stopped going to school because i went to work so I started you had to working. Step up the yeah. father role. Pretty step much. up the father role. Um, and even then, I still wasn't ready to be a, a father, but I did what I could when it came to being at that age. So I was a kid well, having you're a, still kid. a kid. Exactly. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: what what went through your mind once you found out that she was pregnant? Like, did you feel like, damn, my life's over, or I, anything yeah. you wanted to achieve? Was, yeah, you know? I think I felt that um, things were going to get really complicated. Um, and then because it wasn't that we were forced to be together, but at that point, my parents are super old school from Rancho in Mexico. Um, Her parents are super old school from Rancho in Mexico. So they were like, you stuck. Yeah. So it was like, you guys yeah. got to stick, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> stick it through. Yeah. You got to stick it through. You got to stick it through. And it worked out for a, a lot of years. We were, we spent together 13 years wow. until we got divorced. Um, but it worked out, but it was one of those things that we were kids. We didn't really know what love was, so. You know, we did the best that we can with what we had. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fear, fear and, fear. and, and unsure yeah. of what was going to happen. And I didn't even know how to be a father. So um, all this new yeah, things, all these new things. So I did that. Um, never ended up graduating high school. I went back and actually got a diploma after the GED. Yeah. Years later. Um, but I tried going to college and that wasn't my thing again. It just school just wasn't that for me. Mm -hmm. um, I tried doing grip load of trainings like courses trainings um just to get different jobs just to not have a minimum wage job because i've always up until five years ago i've always had minimum wage jobs because i would i remember i would go to apply somewhere 
and they would always be like, "Well, bring your resume." Oh, yes. And when that, like, pop- yeah. You're like, how do how do I write a resume? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, what do I put? There was nothing interesting that I would put, and so I always joke about this. But the most interesting thing that I guess I would put there is bilingual, biliterate, and I would hope. <laughs> I would hope like, Let's save, that they needed me. someone that spoke Spanish. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That was like my my. Oh man! Hopefully they need someone that speaks Spanish. Dude, you want to know something funny? Um, I went to high school, but I didn't graduate high school. I got my diploma also yeah. at a continuation high school. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, but I wow. started working really at, at a young age as well. At one of my best friends' um, newspaper company mm-hmm. here in San Diego. Um, so I didn't have a problem there. But once I left that job. My resume was empty besides that. So I would always use bilingual. <laughs> You're like, let's yes. just pray this helps me. I was me. like, you, somebody needs somebody speak Spanish, yeah. you know? So, and actually that would get me the job, bilingual. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So yeah. I remember I, 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 I don't know why, but growing up, I always wanted to work at a bank as a teller. I always, I don't know, I think because they look nice. They look mm-hmm. like their job wasn't professional. Look. Professional, it wasn't hard. It was taking money, depositing money. Um, and I was always hoped that they would need someone that spoke Spanish, especially because I lived in a neighborhood where it was mostly Hispanic. I was like, man, hopefully they need a Hispanic person right now, but never got the job. But that so was... you always had that kind of instilled in you where you just felt you that you were meant for greater. Yeah. Right. Because you didn't want to stick to a minimum mm-hmm. nine to five job. Yeah. It sounds like from what you're saying. Yeah. And it's crazy because um, I've <laughs> I've had a lot of jobs and it was because I didn't keep them like I would go and work for three four months and then i hated it so then i stopped going and so i continued to switch jobs over and over um and as crazy as it sounds i always knew that i wanted to do something in business like own a business of some sort i just didn't know how because one i didn't like going to school i tried going to you know um community college Mm -hmm. and i tried doing a business major and i think after the first semester i was like man uh, (laughs) this isn't for me (laughs) yeah yeah and so i was like man no but i i I felt like i actually want to run a business and there it was just general ed first the first two years and it's like this has nothing to do with what i want to do wow and so um i always well, I'm felt an, like inter- interrupt you real quick can you tell me before we get into like the business side tell me your upbringing like what did your parents do mm. you know where you know did it come from mexico yeah. to the u.s like what was what's their yeah. story yeah that's it's a good point um because it actually plays a huge role into um, a lot are. of now and who i am now and you know the risk that that I was able to take and and the reasons why but they came they grew up in in Mexico so born and raised in Mexico um it's crazy because my dad always tells the story but he says that my mom was 14 at that time and my dad was 19 and they were from a rancho back in Mexico so at the time this was normal I guess for the for the rancho you know yeah it's normal and, Same and, thing happened with my parents. and now I think about it because I have a 14 year old daughter and so my <laughs> mom like, was telling my mom was telling me like man I at, your, at that at age. Alyssa's, my daughter's age, I got married. Like, <gasps> it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, 14. And so they, they were from the San Rancho, and my dad asked her, hey, I'm going to the United States. Do you want to go with me? And that was, oh like, their God. marriage. That was, obviously, them getting married. They never really got married, married, but that was their commitment to each other. Yeah. Wow. And so they came from Mexico at a young age, and um, and they um, touched down right there in Salinas. And they lived there all their life. But um, for the most part, they have always lived with relatives, brothers sisters they've always lived in one household just to kind of um, help each other help each other out with the financials and when they got here to the u.s what did they work mm-hmm. on like yeah so it was a lot of agriculture um mm-hmm. their entire life um in salina especially is a lot of agriculture strawberry lettuce um, broccoli a lot of a lot of agriculture so that's what they did for their entire life and that's very wow. yeah. that yeah. is so hard yeah. so, so hard. you grew up watching mm-hmm. them every yeah. single day would you ever go and help them yeah oh yes so so oh. that was it's very actually normal where we're from um is for an individual in middle school even high school for that to be their summer job to go to in Salinas. Yeah, in Salinas okay. to go and pick strawberries for the summer. Especially if you're underage oh and you can't get an actual uh, job, yeah. then you can go and work at the fields and pick and strawberries. And that's legal? Mm, I don't know if it's no. legal. But <laughs> <laughs> like, that's something yeah. that would <laughs> We would do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would do it. Wow. We would go and then they would pay us cash and we would go work during the summer and for a couple hours. And that was our little money. Side job. Yeah. And then also during um, the weekends when mom didn't, because we, we never, I can't remember ever having a babysitter. No. Yeah, no. It was either aunt was taking care of us, but not like an actual babysitter. Or if mom couldn't had um, to work, then she would take us. I remember she would take us to work. Like on Saturday mornings, we would always go to work with her. So she would wake us up at four in the morning. 
I would always smell the, her cooking her lonche. Yeah. And then we would get up, go to the fields, and then we'd stay in the car, me and my cousins. Because all my aunts worked together and uncles in the same mm. fields. And we, I remember we would um, stay in the trunk and we'd in fall the asleep. Trunk? Yeah. Well, like, wow. we had a van. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a van, so we would stay in the back. Okay. And then we'd be sleeping there for, for a couple hours until the sun came up, and the then we'd wake struggle. up. And we'd go help her for a little bit. and But we'd stay there most of the day. In the van. Yeah. And it's wow. crazy because back in the day, there was no iPad, no phones, no nothing. No. Like, right now, when I take my kids to work, it's like, here's a phone for here's each one iPad. of you, and here's the iPad. Because... Yeah. They will be running all over See? the place. So you guys had to, yeah. do, you know. And I think that was the beauty of it because I, I was actually um, talking to one of my cousins about that. And I was like, man, like, how do we get entertained? And, mm -hmm. and I think we were just, it was just imagination. We were either play games mm -hmm. or yep. marbles or we would something. Oh, the marbles. Yeah, we would play I something. I used to play the little thing that had like yeah. spikes. And you would bounce the ball and you would pick them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, yes, one, like pick up two, sticks, three, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, you bounce the ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so we would do that. And um, and yeah, we would just get entertained. But that was, that was, I think, where I instilled the work ethic, where I really saw what, what work ethic is and, yeah. and um, the values and principles that they lived on, which was to always... You know, work as hard as they can to get their family forward. And and I feel like a lot of times, you know, you see your parents, even if they're sick, yeah. they get up and they still show yeah. up. Yeah. And that's something that you learn as well, you know, like my you said. My mom still does that, exactly. you know, and I'm like, mom, why are you going to work? Yeah. And she's like, because I need to be there and somebody needs me. And I was like, you it's know, just, but it's just, it's, it's instilled in them. It's instilled in them. Yeah. 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 Just being there, being responsible. Yeah. Yeah. So then you would go with them, you would work with them. Did you ever have like any, you know, thoughts through your head like this mm. is what I don't want to do or I don't want to do this or yeah. there has to be something better out there? Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, I, w I would hate little jobs like that um, and hate the fact that I I, I would look around because I, I even after I graduated high school, I worked in the fields myself for a couple of years wow. um, picking strawberries or and the broccoli. And um, my mom would always tell me like, man, like you. You at least know English. Like, you could get a better job. Trust, like, mm. you know what I mean? She was, she believed something yeah, better and, for you. Yeah, and I would look around, you know, individuals that were there. And, and yeah, a lot of them, they didn't have a choice. That was a, the thing, mm -hmm. you know. Even if they wanted to go get something greater, they were a lot more limited than we were being here in the States. Even speaking English, that was really a big thing. That, that could at right. least get you in the door into places that they potentially couldn't. Um, so, I always knew I wanted to do something greater. It was just the... Uh, I think the insecurities of not being a scholar growing up, because I always, oh. man, I always looked up to the kids like that would get straight A's. Mm -hmm. Like that was, I, I would admire them because, and I still, to this day, I, if I see them, I'll still remember them. Um, the ones that from high school and, and um, middle like, school. You were a straight yeah, student. Yeah, I still know them um, and I admire them. And I, growing up, I would admire them because they would be smart i thought there that's was smart. something you weren't yeah well that's something you always wanted but you yeah. just you couldn't it get was it. just not in yeah. you right yeah yeah and, and that's how i grew up growing up and so my way of instead of um trying mm -hmm. to be better and learn and get to that level that they were which was understanding the material acing the material getting good mm -hmm. grades my way was just rebelling which was like i don't oh. care i don't care about school and so I, i've always did pretty bad in school D's and F's and it's okay. Don't it was, worry. I did too. <laughs> it was for that reason because I was like, I did too. And then I would pretend like I didn't like school because the people that I was hanging around with they didn't like school either. They would prefer not to go to school. Ditch. And so yeah, yeah. And so that was my thing too. I was like, yeah, no, I don't like school either. Like I would, I would, I would get praised for getting an F. Like that to me was like to my peers around me. You were uh, seeking validation, yeah, pretty you know much, I mean? right? And so if I couldn't get a validation from someone from the group that was getting nothing Straight but A's. Then let me just get validation from another group that's mm -hmm. failing like I am. Yeah. And maybe that makes me feel a little better. You were just trying to fulfill something mm -hmm. that was in you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then once that part of you, you know, is happening, you grow up, you got pregnant at 14, right? 16. 16. 16. You got pregnant. Sorry. You got pregnant at 16. Then you started all these little jobs. You know, tell us more about that. Like, what was one of the jobs that, you know, you mm -hmm. were in at that moment and you're like, I'm done. Like, yeah. there has to be. There, there's a there's a uh, processing plant in Salinas that I think is one of the biggest ones there that majority of people work there. Mm -hmm. I even have my, my dad actually works there right now and still he's been working there for 18 years. What is it process. again? It's called Taylor Farms. Taylor Farms. Yeah, okay. so it's a lettuce processing plant. Okay. Wow. And so my my dad's been working there for 18 years. 
cousins work there. It's it's like a family oh thing God. where like yeah, come here. You know, you get good benefits. Yeah, pay's not too bad. It's oh, a little bit over minimum wage. So I remember uh, my dad got me in there because he has seniority, and so he got me a job there, and mm -hmm. I was working there. And I would remember just I would literally look at the clock every single like minute that passed by and i was like shit and it was like 10 12 hour shifts oh, there. oh wow yeah so it's 10 so it 12 was, hour shifts felt like forever mm -hmm. and i think i did that for almost a year for like a whole season because it's a seasonal job mm -hmm. and i can recall i was like man i i, I hated like that job mm -hmm. you know and i knew i didn't want to do that for the rest of my life because i would see even people like my dad who's been doing it for 18 years and i was like no i couldn't it was just never in yes. and, and, you know, there's nothing bad with, you know, what your dad's doing because that's oh, just, no, you know, it's oh, better yeah. than what he was doing, yeah. right? So it's like yeah. a step up. And then I feel like yeah. when you have that first generation that comes to the U.S., like their main goal is just to make oh, it. Yeah. Exactly. Because for the second generation that is born here, it's like, okay, this is, look at me. Yeah. You need to be doing better than me. Exactly. And then your kids are going to do better, better than you. And yeah. that's always. Whole, and I think cycle. that's like the cycle in the Hispanic family, right? Yeah. There's that one person that took the risk, came to the US, and they got any job just to make it. But because they wanted the best for you, yeah. it's like, this is what I am mm -hmm. right now. And I am proud of being, yeah. you know, my job and everything. And I'm secure, but you need to do better than yeah. me. Exactly. And your kids need to do better than you. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. you know. Yeah. And I think that, that it, you bring a really good point because that's something that I think sometimes it gets mis misrepresented mm -hmm. it does. when it comes to when somebody says, oh, well, I would never want to do that job or I worked there and I hated that job. Mm -hmm. And I think it, sometimes they may rub people the wrong way, mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do with that because the way even you explained it perfectly, the way that I see it is back home where my dad was from the ranch, they get paid about $100 a week yeah. in U.S. money. Mm -hmm. And this is hard labor, maybe even harder labor work than he's doing now, $100 wow. a week. So if he made that um, that commitment to come in to the U.S., to the States, to and now he's getting paid, let's say, $800 a week, that is a, a huge increase to what he was getting paid exactly. before. So, so that's a win. You know, he put us in a good position where, how about now, if we can find somewhere where we can get paid $8,000 a week instead of 800 Exactly. And then my kids find somewhere where they can get paid X amount, you know, and it's yeah, just, it's, it's an increase. It's not, it's not the fact that that job is no good. It's yeah. just that that's, it was a good increase from where he came exactly. from. Exactly. Yeah, it's you know? a good step. And, and I think yeah. the, the part here is um, always seeking growth. Exactly. Yes. That is, a, I think that is a. The whole key behind it when sometimes it rubs people the wrong way but it's it's really always seeking growth yeah um mm -hmm. because there's always opportunities always there's yeah. always opportunities always. and i think that's you know you said it perfectly correctly when it's you know mm -hmm. we don't people shouldn't look at those jobs you know like their jobs that you know yeah maybe that's a job that you don't want to do but you understand like these people this is the only thing they could do yeah. exactly. and they took it you know and they they do it happy i bet you your dad's oh, happy yeah. your oh, yeah. mom's happy yeah because it's better it's better than what they what were they and it's yeah. like the growth right and yeah. it's like bettering the family bettering the generations yeah. to get where you know yeah. one day exactly. he's gonna be like wow look at my granddaughter yeah. look at my son yeah. you know and he's gonna yeah. know and he's gonna feel good because all the sacrifices that he did exactly produce that yeah you know so that's amazing so now that we talked about that once you start shifting right and you start seeing that there's more how does fernando go from working at the processing plant to coming to la yeah so at the time right before it, it happened everything happened during the pandemic and i think that was a time where um like a lot of us you know we were either working from home or got laid off and that oh, gave wow. me time to so just really think and at the time actually i was working at sprint I was working at Sprint. I had been there about a year. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've been in the wireless business before for about four years before that. So I was very familiar with it. Mm -hmm. But um, during the pandemic, they, we stopped you know, working at the actual store and we're working from home. And I've always wanted to do real estate, something with real estate or mortgages, because I felt like that was a good career path for me. Cause one, I knew sales already. Two, I like working with people and I love and three, I like the idea of, of um, just growing a business, like growing yeah. a team, a business and being able to, you know, help other individuals, maybe in certain situations that I am, guide them into, hey, you can go into business for yourself. Yeah. I love that idea. That is actually what excites me the most. Um, I love that. And I like the idea of, because look, to me, the a home is where I have so many memories with my kids, like movie nights and where we have dinner. So it's, it's, mem it's a memorable place. So to be able mm -hmm. to be one that can at least take the journey with a family to that place where they're going to create their own memory, that is... 
then that brings fulfillment too. So it, the finances yeah. are there, the fulfillment part is there, and the being able to grow a business is there. So I thought it was, it's a good business to be in. Um, and I remember one time my, my daughter likes to watch these reality shows on Netflix. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's a reality show of real estate. Sunset? Something oh, like selling that. Sunset. Yeah, there you go. Something <laughs> like that. It's, it's one of those. where yeah. and, and my daughter always knew that I wanted to do real estate. And so at the time we were having a conversation. And I'm huge on telling her, Mija, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. How old is your daughter? 14. 14, okay. Yeah. And I always thought her, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. Just know that it's going to take a lot of hard work. Um, and, and maybe backtracking here, but she, she's... A student but i always tell her hey the a's are just gonna maybe get you in the door but just know that if you're always gonna have to work yeah. your hardest work in the room yeah. no matter what so i always instill that in her and then she hit me back with like well what did you want to be when you grew up dad <gasps> and i was like mm, wow. that's a good question and i was like well i always wanted to do real estate and then she's like you should dad look Aww. and she watches that show so she's like you're young you're good looking you, you dress nice. I think you can do it, Dad. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's beautiful. So that was a, the moment that it sparked in me. I was like, man, you know what? I should. And then I so I remember the next day, um, I had just opened up my Instagram and I got connected with Andy in some shape or form. I forgot how. But I sent him a DM and I knew he was in real estate. So I was like, hey, man. Um, and I still have the DM, but it, it pretty much just said, hey, man, like, I know you don't know me, and but I, I love building teams. I noticed you're in real estate. Hopefully one day we can connect. That was That was it. And I don't think he responded and, and we left it at that. And so I think two months later, then he responded back and we wow. ended up meeting up in Salinas. Um, he told me like what courses I need to take, what licenses I need to get. And that started the whole journey. Wow. It was um, oh it was God. actually April of 2020, 2019. 20, was it, was it pandemic? 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. Okay. April of 2020. That was when. That's the, when your life pretty That's when your life changed. So you took the test yeah. to become a real estate agent or a mortgage lender? So I did, I did both because. Um, that's brokers yeah we need both but yeah i took both tests um and i was completed around that same year september that's when because i told him i told andy i said hey man you're not going to hear from me back until i have what i need and if an opportunity comes then we'll, we'll work together and so then i sent him a text again in september i was like hey man i'm, I'm ready, ready if i if i can get the opportunity but see i love the fact that you when once your daughter kind of you know pushed that in you yeah you took the initiative, yeah. you know, because I feel like a lot of people, they think about what they want to do. They have people telling them you should do this, but they're afraid yeah. to reach out. You didn't, you yeah. know, you reached out yeah. to Andy, you put yourself out there. And I think that's yeah. huge because you would have never sent that DM, yeah. you know, you could have gotten discouraged, never yeah. pursued it. So I think that's, that's huge. Well, the fact that you even listen yeah. to your daughter exactly yeah. you know because if my daughter at that time she was she's 14 now so she was like 12 yeah 12 so my 12 year old daughter goes like mom you should do it but like yeah babe you're right <laughs> and i probably would have left it alone yeah but you actually yeah. listened to her and you were yeah. like you know what i'm gonna do it so yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I always say she's always been my i will say that my cheerleader so i now i so if i look back all the way till i was 16 and sometimes i like man like i became a dad at a young age and there's a lot that happened in between mm -hmm. but now i see why god gave me a daughter at such a young age because i like her wisdom and her like even at such a young age and her words to me and her encouragement um they 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 help yeah you know what i mean they, they help a lot and and she's very um supportive and that That's also beautiful. helps because i i i always have like to say a quote which is like if what you love loves you back i think that's enough fuel mm -hmm. for you to to continue exactly. on the journey of whatever you're going I love that. you know what i mean because yeah. if, if what you love loves you back then that at least brings you fulfillment and it gives you that fuel I to keep going that. i've never heard of that but yeah. i love that yeah because i think at, at times especially on on a journey like this or in entrepreneurship it's you know it, it's very easy to get sidetracked and very you know very very easy to get sidetracked mm -hmm. and it's very easy to put off the things that you do love and start you may get love from everywhere else everybody else 10,000 friends on Instagram, you get a lot of love, but the, what you really, really do love isn't loving you back, then at some means point, nothing. yeah, it, it really means nothing, you know? Yeah. And I always say, like, wh whose validation do you need? And to me, it's just, to me, is that it can, for every individual be different, but to me, my kids, like, them saying like that, I'm, 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 proud, of I'm proud of you. That is, the, the president of the United States could tell me that, and oh. that'll mean more to me, because yeah, it comes that. from them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, really nice um 
Now, <laughs> Fernando takes a test. Mm -hmm. He passes the test. Now it's time to come to LA. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I, I even before that happened, I think in my mind I was already planning to move. Like, cause I knew that one of the things that I did and I early on knew was that if I wanted to really pursue this at the potential at the height that I wanted it to to build it, mm -hmm. it, it couldn't be where I was at. And I think I, I taught a lot of individuals that is sometimes that that is gonna be the case. Um, not Coming for everybody. Comfort zone. Yeah, not for everybody, so. but a lot of the times that'll be the case because um, it, it's that comfort zone and that area may not allow you to get all the resources, information that you you need to um, right. you know to cut the learning curve when it comes to learning the business and even growing the business. Mm -hmm. And so I knew early on that that was going to have to be the move was moving to LA. And so the next challenge was one one, how was I going to move? Two, where was I going to move? Three, like. The finances part. So at the time I wasn't working anymore. They had we had already we went furloughed and then um we were working from home, but then after a couple months they said, you know what, yeah, they cut us You're off. Done. And so and we stopped working. That's that was a lot of hard. People. Well yeah, but During I'm the saying pandemic? like yeah. him having to move yeah. at when we're having a yeah. pandemic, everybody's losing your job and yeah. like you said, thinking about finances, yeah. where all of this yeah. and the fact that you did it, it's just yeah. wow. And, and that's uh, I <laughs> I, I think that one thing I've always asked God is your strength. And I think that's the time that he gave me the, the more guidance and more wow. strength. Because I can look back and I would probably not even recommend somebody in that situation <laughs> yeah. to move. Because yeah, I, I, people have asked me and they're like, man, like, this is what I want to do. And, yeah. and the one thing is, one, when you have kids already, it's already hard as it is. It is. And your marriage, yeah. too. Because you were still together with... Not yet, your, not the time. Not yet, okay. No, no more. No. Oh, you guys were not together. No, no. So, so while you're trying just... to find yourself, yeah. that was done. Yeah. Wow. How did that play a toll into what you were trying to become now? With the, uh, you know, divorce. with your separation or your divorce. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think um, that taught me a lesson in itself because a lot of the, a lot of it was um, in maturity um, with that marriage because we were together 13 years. You guys grew up together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when we separated, it's gonna be five years already um, this year. Wow. So five years ago. And so we're together 13 years, grew up together, but it was a lot of immaturity, um, a, a lot of um, selfishness. That's mm. definitely a huge one. I thought that just from your it, part or her part, mine. Oh yeah, I, I would, I would, I take accountability for 100% of it. Um, you know, I, I can say that that I will say that I was blessed with having an amazing mother for my kids. When it comes to that, you know, um, I just sometimes it's like anything if. You, you can have something good, but not know how to value it, you know, mm. you know, so like you can have the most, the best car ever. And, but if you don't, you don't take, take care, care of it, it, if you don't, you know, put the right oil, the right fuel, if you don't show love to it, if you don't take it to the car wash, make it look nice at some point, it ain't going to be as good as it, it was, as it was. Yeah. And so that was the situation with me. I was, I was just young and, um, a huge amount of selfishness. And I thought that just bringing home the bread, bringing home the money, putting a roof over their head, making sure that, you know, they no, were taken care they of. were taken care of. I thought that meant being a, a good husband and a good father. Which in the Hispanic community is done a lot. Yeah. You know, the exactly. man goes, works, he provides, yeah. and the wife is at home, and that's it. Yeah. But to marriage, there's so much so more to marriage. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, it's a whole mm -hmm. job in itself, yeah. you it know? Is. And if you do not know how to take care of your significant other, mm -hmm. at some point, it's going to start falling apart. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy because it I'm, I'm a true believer it, it'll either fall apart or you might stay together but knowing that it, it, it's not Working. the true happiness yeah you know how did you know it was not your true happiness or how did she know because i yeah. don't know the whole dynamic but like yeah how did you guys both know how to like you know what no matter what we do we're just yeah i can't give you what you want and you can't give me what i want yeah i think it was it was too many times of um just messing up uh um just being unfaithful, lies. It was too much of that. And mm -hmm. I think it gets to a point where there's so much you can handle. And then you know from that point on, there is no way I can trust this person. And mm -hmm. I think not being able to trust someone, it's, it's hard to live with them. It's so and then I knew that, and this is a crazy part. This is another thing that I learned now um, in, in my life was that we just didn't have the same love language. Like she wanted time, affection. Um, she wanted that type of love. And to me, I, I just, that's, I just cared about like, no, providing, providing, you know, like she would rather me earn half what I earn, but be at home more. Mm. 
And to me, it was like, no, I want to earn more, even if it takes being less home. So I, I was the other, we were separate ways, separate terms. Yeah. To me, it was, I want to earn more, even if it had to sacrifice being home. Her was like, no, like, I want you to be home more, even if we have to cut down on some bills so that you can spend more time with us and the kids. So she we're on ways, separate terms. Yeah. And so now, um, it's crazy because now that she's remarried and she found someone that's exactly like that, I can, even when I go and pick up the kids and I see it in her face, she's, she's happy, man. And that makes me happy because as a man, if I know that the mother of my kids is happy, then I know she's my kids are happy too because they're in a happy place at home wow but that is a, the biggest thing is that you can even see it in someone's face yeah wow that's so hard yeah yeah, yeah and then that took a lot to like and and sometimes I mean, it's, it's hard for people to even understand because i've 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 came to the realization that like and i tell people sometimes you you just gotta take it in the chin and know that man i'm really not the man for this person Oof. you know and that's a oh hard one God. especially if you guys already have kids if you've been married for x amount of years it's hard to really look in the mirror and be like, I am not the man for this Just woman. Just to accept it. Yeah, to accept Ugh. it. To either accept it and, and move on or accept it and... Dwell on it. Dwell on it. How know? did you overcome that? Like, I know. Seeing that's, her. That, that's, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, my. I think especially the first year, that's the hardest thing. So was she, she first started dating? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she started dating first. After, it took, after about a year, almost two years, then she started dating. Oh, and, my and, God. And so it, it was hard, I think, because even though I don't think I didn't have feelings for her, like wanted to get back, but it was just I don't know. I guess the man just, inside you, yeah, the just pride that she's with somebody yeah. else, and it's that's just the not pride you. of a man. I, and I've yeah. said that a lot. It's like the pride of a man, like man, somebody else is with my kids, mom. You know, yeah. it's that yeah. pride, but it was like, and it's that selfishness still, which is crazy, but it's selfishness. It's like no, like let her be happy. Like we all deserve to be happy. And exactly. I think it, it took a lot to to come to that realization but it was a lot just that's when i started the whole self-development and, and, and meditating and focusing on you focusing on self-love. me self-love um i think that is really really huge when it comes to dealing with issues like that is you really do have to love yourself to understand that like in fact if you can love someone else that is in mm-hmm. love with not you but somebody else but that makes them happy and that's what i was gonna say you can tell because a lot of times a lot of people, especially, you know, they, they've been together for so long oh, and yeah. just seeing that person, it's like it hurts you yeah. and you just want to, yeah. you know, make their yeah. life hell. But the fact that, you know, yeah. you said, I see her happy and it makes me yeah. happy. It, it takes a lot, yeah. you no, know, especially it, it, for being 13 years. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because even sometimes, especially because we're Hispanic community, old school. And so mm-hmm. I don't know why they come to the realization that if you separate, it's like, that's it. You guys hate each other. Like. Mm-hmm. No se hablan. Yeah. But us, yeah, mm-hmm. us, we're like, no, nah, like we can literally go to dinner, be in the same room and chit chat and I can speak to her husband and I can speak to her. Like I would say, I would even go as far as saying like we're amazing friends together. Wow. Um, and you thank them because yeah. I, we had a conversation yeah. and you're like, yeah, no, like I tell him like, thank you oh, man, yeah. for being. And, and I think that that took a lot of, um, I think I, as a man, we're prideful, but I, I realized one thing that I, my daughter's. 14 so she knows if somebody's being good to her my son he's he's gonna be five this year but mm-hmm. kids when they're small if they don't like somebody they won't go with them mm-hmm. like yeah. that's how little kids are yeah and if they do then they're very attached to them and, and that's how they grow some sort of love to them mm. and so i've realized that my kids you know really do are attached to him and he treats them well from you know what i know and so i i've gone up to him and be like hey man i appreciate you being good to my kids because i do realize that we share custody me and my kid's mom mm-hmm. and so i no matter whether i like it or not it's she's still gonna be there and yeah. him being a a good man and taking care of my kids and as a man i have to appreciate that because i love my kids and if my kids are in good hands and you know i can put my pride aside and be like hey thank you that takes a lot that's yeah. amazing though that's it amazing is. because like he, like you said the hispanic community like you know we don't talk anymore no mm-hmm. but for mm-hmm. my family you know yeah. my parents got divorced and my mom and my dad are really good friends yeah. my mom was there yeah. when my dad was having his baby with his wife yeah. wow. at the hospital yeah. so we were you know they did it for us mm. you know they mm-hmm. went to that level and became friends because they knew that whatever happened between them mm-hmm. it was gonna seek you know yeah. go to us my brother and i and you know my mom still yeah. talks wonderful things about her mother-in-law yeah. you know yeah. she's really good friends with yeah. my aunt like the family is still a family, yeah. whether she's with somebody else and he's with somebody else. But at the end of the day, we're all family. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, and like even you that you're older now, because I always thought about that. I was, I can't, and 
I've always been huge on I can't put myself in my daughter's shoes. Because I grew up with both parents. My kid's mom grew up with both parents. I don't know what it's like to have to go back and forth to mom's house, to dad's house, to have to have a stepdad, to have a yeah. stepmom. Like, I don't that's know what hard. that's like. It's really hard. That's what I'm saying. And so my biggest thing was, like, I want to make it as comfortable and tension and drama is just going to add more fuel mm-hmm. to then yeah. I don't know how she's feeling. Like, mm-hmm. I could only either assume or ask her and she'll tell me what she wants to tell yeah. me. But deep inside her, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. And so I know that it's not easy because, I mean, I can't imagine it. And so it, it's good coming from a standpoint that that is the biggest reason why we, I think me and my kid's mom sat down and we're like, you know, we need to figure this out um, yeah. because we need to do it for the kids. We need to make sure that they're in a good environment, um, that no matter the situation that they're in, we can't go back and fix it. But what are we going to do moving forward for that they can continue to be in a good environment? And I love that you guys did that because a lot of people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to no. separate mm-hmm. one from the other. They don't know how to, you know, uh, make it to the point where it's healthy for the kids. Yeah. You exactly. know, someone probably doesn't want to move on and the other one's already oh, yeah. moving on and that just caused, yeah. you so know, toxicity oh, yeah. and tension yeah. and it affects the kid. But yeah. you were meant enough to be like, she's happy, yeah. she moved on and as long as she's happy, the kids are happy. And you know, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. Even though you took probably the L in the relationship, but yeah. now you know it was for your kids mm-hmm. and now you're in a better place too because yeah. you're happy. Yeah. Yeah, and and, that's, and you learn how to love yourself yeah. in the process. In yeah. the process, yeah. And I always and I've always said that, and that's why I've all, I'm a huge believer that even sometimes we go through hard times or things don't go the way we want them. And I always look back at that because if that would have never happened, then I would have never been here, mm-hmm. been given this opportunity, been able to grow my own business. Like I would have never, not have even the mature. Like even if I would have had the opportunity, um, being real estate back then, I just wouldn't have the maturity, the discipline. Um, I would I would have wasted the opportunity. It wasn't just your time. Yeah. So it was it was I am a huge believer that everything does happen for for a reason. For a reason. And like it really al- does. We always talk about that, and we always we say do. that you know whatever happens is because it's the right time. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen yeah. right away. Yeah. It's just You're it wasn't ready. your time at yeah. that moment. It yeah. will happen. Just be patient with the process. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Okay. So now that happened, and now Fernando's moving to LA. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a that was a crazy um it was a crazy roller coaster. But I look back, and um you know it was um it was it's it's a good experience. Um, but when I when I came, I was initially going to come for a week, so I was going to come and shadow other individuals that were already in the business. I just wanted to learn, so I was going to come and shadow for a week. Um, and I was going to stay at my brother's where he lives in Hollywood, um, but he has a one bedroom and it's him and his wife, so I didn't want to be too much of a bother, so. I told him, just let me sleep in your couch for a week. I'm just going to come and shadow. And I don't know. It was maybe the high buildings and the lights. or the. It, it was just something about LA. And, and they just move differently. <laughs> like, they, they move with urgency. And they're always in the, in the like, fast okay, pace. fast pace and, like, wanting to learn and grow. And it's just a completely different environment, especially from where I'm from, back home in Salinas. It's more mellow, chill. It's just you go to work, you come home at 5, you eat dinner and you just lay down and watch tv type of thing so it was something different yeah and so it was completely different and and i said you know what fuck it man like i'm i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna i'm gonna stay i'm not going back no more and i remember um i told my mom at the time i was living with my mom selena she's like well what are you gonna like what do you mean what are you gonna do where are you gonna stay and you don't have no money and all this stuff and i was like man mom i don't know i just (laughs) i know this is just the right move she's like well what about the kids you know like i was like fuck you're right like shit I'm like, what about the kid? I'm like, shit, what am I? And so all these things started. And and instead of, mm-hmm. and this was like, this is where I find the strength of God. Like, yeah. instead of just being like, man, you know what? You're right. It's I'll not the right back. time. I, I started like coming up with issues. And now I circle all the way back to my childhood. If only I used that in school, which was if I got a bad grade, it sat down and be like, okay, how can I improve this grade from a D to an A? What do I need to do? What steps do I need to take? What do I need to learn? Mm. What am I not understanding? If I would just do that, then I would have been in that A class, in that plus, you know, mm. A plus group. But I didn't. But now that's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do? And so I started just troubleshooting. And long story short, I ended up staying in, in different like people's couches for about a month. Um, wow. Andy let me sleep in, in, in his couch and one of my boys, Johnny's, my brother's couch too. So I did that for about a month, maybe even almost two months. Until I finally was able to get a, a an apartment at least, um, and but during that time I wasn't I was only speaking to the kids on Facetime, and I would go to Bakersfield and spend a couple hours with them and then come back, but I wouldn't 
spend the usual time mm. that I would with them because I didn't have nowhere stable and I didn't want to just bring them and be couch surfing. Yeah. Um. So that was hard. That was mo the most hardest thing for me emotionally than the financial part because the financial part I could just deal with take, it. Deal with it. Take twenty dollars, maybe just you know stretch it out throughout the week. Couple um, noodles. Yeah, a couple of noodles yeah. or something, you know, and mm-hmm. so that was it. Um, so that was a move, and then, luckily, early on, I started getting good um, momentum, and so I, I did. I did um, start getting business fairly quickly, and, and started learning the the business extremely quickly as well too. Um, and I knew that early on, I I wanted to invest everything into learning the business a lot quicker and um, getting coaching and mentorship because I wanted to cut the learning curve as much as I can because I knew it was a learning game. It was like, mm-hmm. how quickly can you learn? Not only the Smart. the mortgage business and the real estate business, but how quickly can you learn to scale the business? And how, how can you learn from others that have been in the business for 10 years and they can advise you what mistakes you shouldn't do? Because mm-hmm. if you do this, you're going to waste about six months and you could have done this instead. And, exactly. and so I spent my entire finances picking brains, picking brains, paying to pick brains and paying for coaching, paying for mentorship, hiring an uh, assistant because I knew I knew the things that somebody else could do that would allow me to spend more time on continue to grow the business yeah and so even though i was making good money i was making sure that I, it was invested elsewhere there was no no gucci no, no louis sure vuitton like- <laughs> you know none you of that you had to limit yourself yeah right? it was you 99 cent <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mcdonald's menu <laughs> jack in a box well, see, that's the things that we have to yeah. you sacrifice you yeah we have to sacrifice in order to be where you want to be right and that's what you did like yeah. sacrificing and yeah. man it takes a lot because sometimes yeah. we want to have the best of both worlds but yeah. you don't realize that there's some something has to take an l right yeah and a lot of people have a hard time dealing with that yeah and then you also say a story that you were you know when you got here isn't that when your car got towed <laughs> that was a tell, so, tell them that yeah part. so at the time oh. i would i would i love i still love hiking um i just don't do it as much as i used to because i you know time time wise but i used to go hiking every day and la is i hate the parking there <laughs> and so there was one time where i was gonna go hiking and there was this uh, uh area where you could park but it did say no parking and it said tow <laughs> but there was cars there so i was i assumed that maybe i don't know maybe they really don't tow it yeah so i was like you know what F it, i'm gonna park there so i parked there i went for my hike came back and my car was gone. And I was like, oh, no. no. And, and the thing, Were all the other cars gone too? Or yeah, just, just all the other cars. Oh, and there was like two other guys there too, just standing. I'm like, <laughs> and I asked them, like, did you guys' car get towed? And they're like, yeah. I was like, wow, oh, no, don't tell me that. Damn, I would have been that tow truck driver. <laughs> and that <laughs> was a good paycheck. And at the time, I, 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 I still, I have it on my phone, but I still remember, I think I had about $429 or something like that. And I called the tow truck and I asked them and then they tell me, oh, it's going to be this amount of money. And they charged me. Not only for not having a front plate, for parking in the right on the wrong place, but for the toy as well too. So it was like three different tickets. So oh I ended up being a little over the four thirty that I had in my account. And I was like, no, nah, man. I was like, no. Nah. And I was I, I was even sincerely begging. I was like, please, like, is there a way you can like maybe charge me less? It's literally been fifteen minutes. You guys just got my car. Like when I was arriving to the to they were watching place, you guys. They were just barely bringing the car and so i was like man and so she's like no i'm sorry you can't do it so i was like wow. Fuck. so i was like okay slide my car see if it passes because i knew i didn't have that much i think i was off by like twenty dollars thirty dollars and to my surprise it did pass oh, and so I, even though i was negative like thirty dollars um it passed but then that was the, the moment where i was like man this is this is not the shit like i just th- that was supposed to last me for a whole month and oh. i was like shit man um and i just took a deep breath and i was like you know what um this is what i knew that i had like even me like i, I caught myself like man i'm i'm, I'm growing uh because i was like man you know what that that's it's just a learning lesson that just yeah. tells me that i shouldn't park there no more because if i do park there my car's gonna get towed you i should it. read the fact yeah. and i was like and i was like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing i can do so even if i dwell on it i get mad it's, it's not gonna save it it's not it's nothing i can do is the money's gone yeah. and so i remember that was the first time in a long time that i had ever Texting my sister, I'm like, hey, sis, can I borrow 100 bucks? I was like, I know, I'll get them back to you as soon as I can. And so Damn. she was nice enough. She, she zelled me $100, and I made that stretch throughout the whole month until I got the next next paycheck. But, yeah, that was wow. – um, there's a lot of things. Like, even there was one time, too, where I think one of my boys um, that works with us, he had invited me to go eat lunch, and I didn't – at the time, I still hadn't got paid for a transaction. And I was like, damn. I was like, And I was hoping that – 
he would like since he told me like hey let's go eat that he would pay that he would pay <laughs> and i was like man i, I really hope and i told i told my boy right after like months later i told him the situation he's like really and i was like yeah man and did he pay yeah and so we uh, went and then we ordered and i was like i went first and then he went and i was behind him and i was just kind of pretending like i was gonna take out my wallet and then he was like damn man i got you and i was like are uh, you sure bro i was like i could pay if you want he's like no nah, i got you knowing that i have he's like yeah like, damn, and so I he ended up paying no. and i was like oh shit man thank you and so there's moments like that and, and even though they were um you know it, it's it's funny now we can look back and, it, and it's it's but it learning. is a struggle. Yeah. It, it but is see, a struggle. at the moment, those are moments that motivate you, oh, yeah. that you use where you're like, yeah. I never want to be here yeah. again. Yeah. I have to yeah. change something so that yeah. I don't ever feel this way yeah. again, right? And I think there's two ways to look at it because it's it's one, um, and, it go, and I, I think it goes through everybody. It's one that, man, like I really need to get a second job or this really oh. might not be for me, um, you know, or, oh, or yeah. especially if you have the circle that was initially against you making the move. And now has something to look back to go up to and be like, Te see, dije. I told you, oh, you know, like yeah. you don't want those people. That's true. But luckily, and that's one of the reasons why I knew I, I couldn't stay in the same circle that yep. I had was because I knew I was going to get that. I was going to, they were going to be like, bro, like, what are you like? Go get a job. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. But I had a completely different circle. And that's why, that's why it motivated me to move to LA because the circle that I had was more like, bro, don't worry. Like I went through that too. Yeah. trust me mm. one year from now you're gonna be laughing and at the time i didn't think so but they were like no trust me bro like one year later from now you're gonna be looking back and you're gonna be joking about, about times it. like this five and, years and later here, here now. we are yeah no but not <laughs> even <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like, we're here last now year. Last year. Yeah. And so we're here now you know and, and and it is true but there's there's two different ways to look at it it's either gonna unmotivate you or it's gonna it set that inspiration to be like yeah no like this is just temporary because yes, i would always exactly. tell myself that this is just temporary yeah. Even when I was sleeping couches, I was like, this is just temporary. And then it's funny because you have to put yourself in that mentality, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. This is just temporary. Mm -hmm. This is just temporary. Yeah. Because if you go, damn, I should have not left. Damn, maybe they were right. Because oh, yeah. those, Dwelling. I'm pretty sure that yeah. went through your head too. Yeah. And you're like, this oh, is yeah. just temporary. So changing the way we say things, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When, and then I'm reading, I don't know what book I'm reading, but it's just changing the way you say, if you oh. don't have money, it's like, it's a financial bump. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You know, not saying I'm broke or I don't yeah. have money for it. Like changing your your the way you speak, right? Oh, yeah. Because that's very important, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to you wanting to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And manifesting affirmations. Manifest. Right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, there yeah. you go. And you guys are wondering probably, you know, why it take them a month to make, you know, a paycheck. Well, in real estate, when you go into escrow, you don't get paid right away. Oh, yeah. So you gotta be working with the client as a real estate agent, gotta be showing them yeah. a bunch of houses, submitting offers. In this crazy market, we could submit up to 10, 12 offers yeah. and they still don't get accepted. And then you don't get paid till probably between 21 and 30 days after it closed. So once we hand keys to the client, we get paid probably a week later. So you're wow. talking about going about 30 days without a paycheck? Yeah, 30, 45 so, even sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. So that's where yeah. he says, I had to wait a month and I had to stretch it out for a month because we don't get paid yeah. right away. Yeah. We get paid when the deal closes. Yeah. And we've done all this work and yeah. we still don't get paid. Sometimes clients go somewhere else, Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah, so snap, it's, that's they, hard. Yeah, that's one of the things that you have to stretch it. And um, there's a good point, and, and I'll not make the story quick, but I think it, it's very, it can help because even when when you said um you do have to put yourself in that mentality of like man this is just temporary like it's okay right before i actually moved to la i had gotten a job offer in bakersfield so my kids live in bakersfield and my biggest um goal was always to move back to bakersfield so i can be closer to my kids because i was living in salinas with my mom it's three hours away so i would have to drive three hours to pick up my kids drive three hours back spend a couple of days with them and then drive three hours to go take them drive three hours back so it was it mm, was about 12 hours round trip in total and my biggest goal was always to move back be closer to them so that i can not have to do the drive and spend more time with them and right before i moved to la they had called me from a, a job offer in, at verizon which was gonna pay me i think it was a salary of eighty thousand a year which is for bakersfield area it's it's, it's good. pretty good income um and i remember i thought about that offer for about two three days and i was like nah i'm not gonna take it as much as i would that's what i wanted that's what i always prayed for which was go back and you know live in the same city as my kids and i said no i think this is uh, the right opportunity so and that's when i sparked to move to la and so there was times where that would i'd be like fuck man should i have taken that opportunity yeah. and i could have just been because eighty thousand, like even even six figures in, in some cases you i think us and my kids could live comfortably yeah. for the most part you know a lot of our internal family can live comfortably 
but I think when it, the purpose becomes greater um, than just the money part, um, I think that can move you forward and that can inspire bigger moves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now here you are, Fernando, <laughs> the lender. So he became a lender. <laughs> he became a lender. Okay. Um, so Fernando and I met through a transaction. Oh, yeah. I was the listing agent on one of the properties and he was working with one of our other really good friends. Yeah. Um, she was a buyer's agent. And I remember when you called me, do you remember that call? <laughs> you, want to say, you want to talk about I, it? I, I think I called because uh, the, you were deposit, the deposit or yeah. something was, was going to be a day late. And, and I was trying to be nice. I was like, hey, just give you a quick update. Like, you know, the deposit might be a little late for more borrowers. She's like, we're going to be there tomorrow. Because no, 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 no. Okay. But it was, I don't, I don't know the exact, I don't know the exact, but she was like, I was like, okay, so I was like, you have three days. I was like, you're past your three days. If you don't, if I don't see a deposit by tomorrow, I was like, um, the house is going back on the market. Yeah, oh, and I was like, yeah. yeah, you don't play with yeah. Betsy. And then he goes and he goes, no, trust me, it's gonna go. I was like, okay, I'm just letting you know, like, it's gonna go back. Just warning you. I have a backup buyer. There's a little attitude in it though. But. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. But I was like, damn. I was like, okay. But then, um, yeah, so that's how we initially met. And then um, we ended and up... And then you were with the appraisal. Yeah. Hey, te cayó gorda la Betsy. And then you're like, <laughs> I met her. I was like, like oh, she's cool. cool. <laughs> I was like, this girl's... <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. And then uh, the transaction, we went through the transaction. And then we actually went to closing. And that's where we met in person. And yeah. it was just like a connection. Like yeah. it's, I, I'm, I'm huge on, I think, relationships. Even exactly. if... Whether it's somebody that... Like a business relationship, personal relationship... It's, I think, in, especially in the business and, and entrepreneurship, yeah, it really is, it pays to have good relationships. It really does. You, know? you and, learn and so think, much. Yeah, and that's from each the other. biggest thing on me. Yeah, yeah. we became really, really good friends. Yeah. Really fast, too. Yeah. Like, we connected really yeah. fast. And then we just, you know, when I needed, like, I advice, I would go to him because I feel like he was able to relate with me when I was mm -hmm. having, like, relationship issues. I would be like, Fernando, this is going on. And he's <laughs> like, calm down. So wow. for me, I, you know, I surround myself with people that I could uh, relate, relate to mm -hmm. and that people that are not just going to tell me what I want to hear, mm -hmm. but you're going to call me out on my, you yeah. know, exactly. yeah. and I think that was, you were one of those person yeah. and that's why I, I gravitated yeah. to you really fast. That's yeah. nice. I, I've always said that. I think I, um, man, I've gone through some crazy stuff and a lot of things, but I, but it's, it's helping the way of, I think just personal mm -hmm. life wisdom. So even well, I t yeah I tell people even if I'm 30 years old but I feel like I've gone through a divorce. Well, I mean yeah you started at such a young yeah. age becoming a parent. It's a whole, yeah. you know, it's a drastic change yeah. and along with that comes obstacles and learning experiences that mm -hmm. a lot of people are barely you know at their at age yeah. 30 they're barely <laughs> you know going to be parents and yeah. they don't know what to expect. So yeah. you know I feel like sometimes I always say like age is nothing but a number. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the experiences that truly shape oh, you yeah. who you are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I agree, so. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're moving to San Diego, yeah. from LA to San Diego. Yeah. Wow. And how do you think that move's going to go? Like, yeah, what so, are your plans? You know so what? you're just moving up north, more <laughs> to north. <laughs> I think, I think the, the one thing, um, I, I, this is where I relate with people who have a family, have kids. It's, it's not easy to to chase opportunities sometimes mm. you know and that's that's what i think a lot of the times people oh, get huge. stressed out they're like man well you don't understand i have kids i have you know and and i do understand because even though i don't I'm not married and live with somebody i have kids and i co-parent and that makes it sometimes even a little bit more tougher because i have to take that in consideration i have to take my schedule in consideration i have to take their mother's schedule into consideration and i have to take my kids schedule into, like so it's, <sighs> it's it's a lot of consideration um but I just think when you really want something, you'll you'll find a way. Like I'm already planning. Okay, we move closer. We move close in downtown San Diego, but it has to be close to an airport because I want to. I don't want to drive. I want to be able to fly and saves you time. You know. So I, I. It's just you gotta just strategize and think. But even the move, I I feel exactly the same way when I moved to LA from Salinas. It was nervous, excitement. Um, but the I knew it was a feeling. great opportunity. I feel exactly the same. So you feel Which is like crazy. It's, yeah. It's a Even though I feel like I'm nervous because you know it, it's it's an opportunity. Um, I'm excited because I know that's gonna be you know open new doors, um, and I'm just I'm, I'm 
I'm grateful that I even get to have that opportunity to even just mm-hmm. say, hey, you know what? I'm going to move to San Diego next yeah. <laughs> next year. So yeah. it, it's um, it, it's a good opportunity to just come. And I love San The weather here is immense. It's amazing. Especially comparing it down to LA. Yeah. San Diego. <laughs> yeah. San Diego's better. <laughs> See, all the, feelings, all the feelings you're feeling yeah. is, is feelings of growth. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what you need to feel in order yeah. to grow. And I love also when it comes to parenting, um, I, I actually, my, this whole year is based off what I see from you as a parent and I'm the mom, right? Mm-hmm. But I love the way that you, you said something one time on, on your story that, uh, if I don't follow my schedule, let's say I don't wake up to work out oh, yeah. at a certain time and then my kids wake up and I decide to go work out when my kids are up. Now I not only, um, it's hard for me to work out, but I'm taking time away from them. Yeah. So structuring mm-hmm. yourself is yeah. very important. So you don't take time away from yeah. them. Yeah. That's and, being considerate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I think um co parenting has taught me a lot of that about time and, and appreciating more the, the, the value of the time than the quality. I mean the quantity. Over quality. Yeah. The, quality. Uh-huh. Um and it's for that reason because I realize that if I only have let's say four days with them and I add those hours up that's how many hours I have with them um, during that week. And so if I can take still time for myself during the time that they're sleeping, which they're still going to sleep, mm-hmm. and I can do my thing, I can focus on me, get my workout in, get my reading, do what I have to do, some little bit of work. If I can do that while they're asleep um, and I have to take time away from them mm-hmm. when they're awake, um, because the worst thing I hate is it, sometimes things have to be done, unfortunately. There mm-hmm. is times where, you know, you have to mix it up a little bit, but if it happens too often, that's my that's my little check in the mirror and be like, hey man, you gotta fix your schedule. Something's yeah. not right. Um, mm. And so that that's the biggest um, motivation for me is knowing that if I don't do it, um, you're taking that. I'm time taking time away, away from, from them, kids. and then they there's a no fault to them. Yeah, exactly. Know? They want that time. So yeah. I want you to know that this year I based <laughs> it off that. So thank you because I'm always calling him. He's like, I don't know how you do it, like. You're doing real estate. You got the kids. Like I, you know, yeah. I could barely handle mine. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. But yeah. everything you say, like I take, you know, yeah, with the grain of salt. Like okay, like he has a point. Like that's <laughs> yeah. true. Know? No, so, you're an amazing father. I'm yeah. not a. Al- you see, in that, like you said, you learned selfishness, right? Yeah. You had to learn how oh, to yeah. put yourself and everything, yeah. you know, to the side to be able to enjoy your kids, give them the attention yeah. they need, because you're being considerate yeah. of their feelings everything they're going through because it's not easy for them either yeah. you know oh, so yeah. that's amazing you're an yeah. amazing father thank you just want you to know that thank you appreciate it i think because um i think i just i just refuse to have to sacrifice a time with them to grow the business to the level that i want to like i just i hate to and that's why i think i um i'm huge on knowing who to take advice from and what area of life Mm, pick like, and like, choose. Yeah, because as long as they they do align with your morals and principles exactly. and values, cool. But if you're asking advice from parenting advice from an individual who runs a million dollar company but doesn't have kids, oh, the advice that's... that he gives you might generate a lot of wealth, but might not be the best advice as far as how to still keep a good relationship with your kids. Ooh, On the other hand, huge. you can ask advice from an individual who's an amazing father. He may not be making the financial wealth that you want. But he can give you some really good tips on how to be a great dad, how to really, you know, listen to the kids, how to be a great parent. Mm. And so I can take advice from him. Might not be financial advice, but I might be parenting advice. Somebody yeah. else in the spiritual world that, you know, maybe I want to get closer to God. I can ask advice from him. So it's picking and choosing. And that's why I always tell people, you don't have to have just one mentor um, mm. or coach. It, it has to be picking and choosing who. And so I think for me, I, I just want to be that that dad or businessman that that found the, the code or the ability to grow the business and still keep a good relationship with their kids and not let that affect it. Um, Just that balance. The communication mm-hmm. be there. Um, and luckily, you know, it, it's to this point it's it's been great i think it's just yeah. the communication it's and, working for you yeah and I, I think what you said is so huge and i love that because a lot of times we get so consumed and you know what this is who i want to be mm-hmm. you get so focused on you know like you said if he's a millionaire but if he's just not that father then it and it doesn't yeah. align with you oh, yeah. it's just you know like you said yeah. i think that's huge yeah, especially and it blew I my think mind. social media i mean i, I, I oh yeah it's it makes it so easy to be like man like 
to envy people to envy people i'm like man i want to be like that person um and, and it's easy i think if you scroll through it it can happen very easily because you know it can be portrayed easily mm-hmm. i mean social media that's a whole other subject it could it it's good but then it can also be a little you know it could be a little deceiving yeah um but i think that's a, a good example of that it, it really does you know disease more than it is so i'm more into like what is an individual's values principles what's their marriage like what is the relationship with their kids like that'll tell me a lot the, the money Ooh. part will come after mm-hmm. but Ooh. but if i want to know that first I what's your marriage that. like what's the relationship with your kids ah so um, you were drilling me when you became my friend <laughs> <laughs> no, you know you know what i mean like that that's important to me because yeah. that's that in itself i think it's harder like a great relationship with your kids to raise really good kids with morals and principles i really think it's harder than to make a billion dollar in this world mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah I think making money is not hard. Now that I see it, it's it's, it's not hard as mm-hmm. I we used to think growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think raising a good family and getting a, having a good marriage, being actually happy, having a good relationship with your That's kids, hard. Like your kids can actually look up to you and really mean like, "Hey, Dad, I love you. You're my hero." <gasps> like for your kids to really feel like that. I think that's harder to earn than to earn a million dollars. True. Mic drop. <laughs> that was All really right. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. Wow. Mic drop. That was amazing. So yeah. this is Fernando's podcast. <laughs> I know. So uh, yeah. Let's follow see. him. <laughs> no, for sure. Follow. 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 Fernando. Do you want to tell him your how they can follow you and all that good Wait, stuff? Wait, but before you before you do yeah. say that, um, you know, I is I everybody that's listening to us. Yeah. So what is something that you can say? to our audience mm-hmm. you know that can that can help them overcome the generation generational help, genera- <laughs> yes yeah. yeah i think um definitely like i said instagram is a good platform because that's where i was able to connect with individuals who um are doing something that i wanted to do but i would say yeah that it, it, it really becomes to your circle like who you're surrounded with the individuals that you're taking advice from mm-hmm. um the individuals that you spend the most time with um, that'll at least give you an idea as to where you're headed to. So I would say that is is find a circle, an environment that is going to support your dreams, um, that is going to, you know, add some guidance to the goals and dreams that you want, and um, you know, give you the ability and support to to follow that. Um, that that's really the key. And then work on. I'm huge on reading because I think um, there's a lot you can get from books, a lot of knowledge, wisdom. Um, and so I'm huge on that. And I always say reading and then get to know yourself, like really mm. sit, get to know yourself, do a self-assessment, know what makes you happy, what makes you sad, um, what makes you cry, what makes you furious. Know yourself because then that'll give you an idea as to how to control your emotions when you're, you know, Ooh. decide to take your journey. Oh, that's huge. You know, it, it, it's, it's a really... To be well said friend. so like yeah. self-development books and stuff oh yeah yeah i i i, I, I geek out on that because it, it's helped me so much and i anybody that i've studied that is mm-hmm. has some great success in whatever area of life um it's one of the things that was very common which was like they read mm-hmm. you know whatever it is that you read it's depending on what you want like i'm huge on even reading about um child development mm-hmm. child development on parenting um because i don't know i don't know how to because I, I would be a fool if, if i really think that i know how to raise a 14 year old like yeah. i've never had a 14 year old exactly. so why wouldn't i want to learn <laughs> yeah. you know how to at least from psychologists or professionals yep um, so just basically learning your priorities oh yeah learn, you know list yeah. your priorities and then go ahead on yeah. learning on yeah on them what book would you recommend to an audience that's Ooh. trying uh you like, know to cover that you'd say was like life changing or exactly oh yeah i think a great book actually right now that i think can help anybody to start creating those healthy habits to mm-hmm. what you want to become is uh, atomic habits i'm reading that one yeah. what is it atomic habits, atomic habits. Oh. yeah it's Be- really good I'm because the that. whole concept of that book is really first get to know yourself find out who you want to be who you want to become mm. like paint that picture in your head write it down mm-hmm. who does Fernando want to be who does Betsy who does Anita want to be like mm-hmm. everything in all aspects of life and then work your way backward and start making those habits that are going to either add a point to that or reduce a point because every action we make every day either adds a point to you that person or it reduces a point like if I want to be a sober person and I go to the bar and I have a drink that's minus it one takes up a point. but if I go to the bar and I have a glass of water it's plus one mm-hmm. and then I go the next day yep. it's a plus one 
and yeah. it goes on and it, it becomes a habit and sooner or later that habit is actually just your lifestyle yeah. you're you're now the guy that goes to the bar and gets a glass of water because that's what wow. the, you come accustomed to i love well, that in san that diego book. you're not gonna get a glass of water but <laughs> <laughs> she's like uh-oh you're hanging We're out not a- remember <laughs> your circle eh? <laughs> So that's, that's, that's a, we that, know you rude. <laughs> now we know who he's not gonna be calling. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't think. Um, <laughs> only sometimes. sometimes. I know. That'd be a good one for that. And then a parenting one that I like um is um how to talk to kids so they will listen. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. It's a, it's a good, it's a great book. Um, it, it goes into parenting. Um, it's all ages actually too. Really, but it's more about um the way we speak to them and the way that we communicate with them. That's mm. the whole moral of it. But it's a great book as well too. Okay, that's beautiful. That yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate and, you. And please say now we where we, oh, okay. so where do we follow, follow you? you. Yeah. So um, Instagram is mostly the platform that I use. So it's. At the Fernando Barron, so T H E F E R N A N D O B A R R O N. Yeah, so make sure you guys follow him on (laughs) IG, yeah, because you post a lot of your life and your everyday life, right? And he's also a lender, so if you guys are looking to purchase a home and you guys need a Spanish speaking lender, yeah, right over here. He's bilingual in his residence. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so welcome. much for joining. Yeah, no, it, 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 it is. A, appreciate I appreciate you. it. It is a complete honor and pleasure, and mm. I, it's amazing what you both are doing. It really is. Thank you. It, it, it's it's admiring, uh, and I'm grateful that. to be a part of it. Thank you. So thank much. you. It means a lot. Thank you. you so much. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for joining us on this episode, and we will see you on the next, next one episode. on Ain't That Some Sheet. <laughs> <laughs>